You're listening to MC Exodus Podcast with your host, Michael Conteus. Christian Talk. Bible Studies with Commentary. I highly encourage you to download this podcast and share it. Get this message out there. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to MC Exodus Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Conteus. So let's get right into it. We're going to be talking out of the book of Luke chapter 12, starting with verse one. In this episode, we're going to be discussing warnings and encouragements. So I'm going to get right into it. Um, Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the rooftops. So let me tell you right now, Looking at these last three verses, things that you were trying to conceal, things that you didn't want people to know, guess what? It's going to be announced, okay? All your sins will be exposed, all right? And this is what I've been trying to tell you in previous episodes is you can't hide anything from the Lord. Um, We all fall short of the glory of God. We are not perfect, but living in repentance and understanding you know, that God has grace and that you can pray and repent is uh, phenomenal because his forgiveness is never ending. But that doesn't mean that you have an excuse to do whatever you want. Okay, let's uh, let's get back into it in verse four. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after can do no more. But I will show you. Okay, and this is in the words of Jesus, by the way, all right? But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear whom, after your body has been killed, has the authority to throw you in hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed. The very hairs on your head are all numbered, but don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me, okay, now look at this, before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks against the word, the Son of Man, will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. All right. So that there, right there, there's the unforgivable sin. It's found in Luke chapter 12, verse 10. It shows it right there. So if you go ahead and and speak obscenities against the Holy Spirit, you do not believe in the Holy Spirit, you don't believe in his power, you don't believe in the things that he can do, there you go. Now look right here in verse 11. When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, 
Do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Now, taking a look right here in verse 13, the parable of the rich fool. And the reason why I'm talking about this in this chapter is because of the things that are going on. Okay, you're taking a look in the news, taking a look at what's going on in Israel, taking a look at what's going on in our own country and all of the things that are happening. And I have to tell you, even in the movies and it's it's getting pretty bad out there. And, you know, I can't even make a video on on some of my platforms about these type of subjects that I'm talking about right now on this podcast. I can't even make a video without it getting taken down. Okay, the, the freedom of speech in this country is is gone. <laughs> it's next to none now. Um, and then we we lie to ourselves and believe that we still live in a free country. But I have to tell you, we are being controlled in every facet of our society. And it's extremely sad and pathetic. But you know what? It doesn't matter because we're not living for ourselves. Okay, we as Christians are not living for ourselves. We are not we are not living for for this country or for the world. We are living for God. All right? And we rely on him. We rest our fears upon him. We put all of our worries to the Lord. We we should not be afraid of all these things that are happening around us. In fact, we should be looking up to the sky. The Bible tells us to, that we should be seeking him, expecting his return, okay? Now look right here, and I'm going to show you something in verse 14. Jesus replied, man who appointed me at a judge or an arbiter between you, okay? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded, yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. And then I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then, who will you get? What? You have prepared for yourself. This is how it will be when whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. Now look at that. See, your life could be taken from you in an instance. Everybody running around planning their whole life and planning their week and planning their month. But God calls those people fools. I mean, look, it's, if you look at this, take a look at this. Look, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And then I'll store my surplus grain. See, that sounds like a pretty solid plan in today's standards. 
right? Growth. That's what that sounds like. But when you're thinking about it in God's terms, man, that could end tomorrow. You, you might not wake up in the morning. And then who gets all that? See, you should be thinking about, you should be thinking about God and what he has prepared for you, not what you're preparing for yourself. Now look right here. Do not worry. And this is down here in Luke chapter 12, verse 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body what you will wear for life is more than food and the body is more than clothes consider the ravens they do not sow or weep now look they have no storeroom or no barn yet god feeds them and how much more valuable you are than birds who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? you of little faith. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail. Where no thief comes near and no moth will destroy. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet. So that when, the, when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Look right here in verse 37, guys. Stay with me. It will be good for those servants, okay, whose master finds them watching when he comes. Do you see what I was trying to say? We should be looking up to the heavens. We should be expecting his return. Take a look right here. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or towards daybreak in the early morning hours. Now look right here in verse 39. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, 
he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Now, I wanted to share that with you because it's important. Okay, it's important that we expect our Lord's return. It's important that we, we look up to the sky and praise him and worship him and thank him for all that he has done for us. Thank you, Lord God, for everything you have provided for us. Do you know that he even provides for the homeless people? You may think he doesn't. You know, you may think that these people have gone days without food, and they probably have. But you know what? Right before the very end, he'll send somebody to feed them. And a lot of people don't believe that he'll do that. But you know what? He speaks to his servants. I mean, he has spoken to me several times. Hey, go feed that person. And do you know that if I'm disobedient and selfish, you know, I don't have time to feed that person, Lord. I got things I got to do. Do you know that that person goes without? And you know that it could have been a critical moment. You know, if he hadn't gotten a meal or gotten a, a water at that critical moment in time, what if he passed away? You see, it's important to be obedient to the Lord. It's important to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit at the time that you have to, at, the, at that moment in time. But if you're stubborn, if you're disobedient, if you're lazy, if you just plain don't want to do it, if you're prideful, if you're listening to demons, if you're all these things filled with emotions, it's hard for the Lord to work through you. It's hard for the Lord to use you. You know, I've learned that. And I've struggled with that. There has been times I've been tired. There has been times when I just didn't want to get up. I just didn't want to go over there and minister. But you know what? The Lord is bigger than my selfish needs and wants. The Lord's flock is more important than my own sinful nature. And when I remind myself that there could be a critical moment, that is more powerful than my selfish needs and a terrible attitude. And maybe that person needed ministering at that moment. Because the spirit of suicide was working in that person's life. And you better get to it. Because if you don't, that person may not see another day due to the taking of his or her own life. You know, we got to get out of ourselves. And you know, it's, it's next to impossible for some people. Because they're so riddled with, with selfishness and sinful nature that, and flesh. That, that it's hard for the Lord... It's hard for them to even hear the Lord. I shouldn't say it's hard for the Lord because nothing's hard for God. But it's hard for us to receive the Lord. When we're enveloped in flesh and wants and needs and world. You know, 
I find that temptation is a big downfall for Christians. And it's all in how we control it. You know, prayer and fasting expels demons. It says so in the Bible, in the book of Mark. So if it expels demons, that means it expels temptation. But so many people just say, you know what? There's some temptation right here in front of me. I think I'll just dive right in. And we're all guilty of that. You cannot tell me that we're not. Guilty as charged right here. I'll raise my hand. There is no one that is perfect on this planet. So with all this being said, I just wanted to share this uh, wonderful chapter in the book of Luke. And it's uh, basically telling us some clues. And it's saying what we should be doing. So warnings and encouragements. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until my next one, this is MC Exodus. Spread the gospel. Get this message out there.